Welcome back to Hugging My Chaos. And today I have a really special guest, a friend that I really, really admire. She's honestly gone through a lot of things and she has grown from that. And I really admire her. She has also has a podcast called Diving Into Your Divinity, which is like a more spiritual podcast. If you guys want to listen to it, you guys should. It's really good. But with that being said, Naomi Meraz, Naomi Meraz, thank you for being here today. Welcome to my interview hugging my chaos hi i am so excited to be here right now with my soul sister april i am just really excited we're gonna have a very open and just vulnerable conversation so thank you for listening and check out my podcast if you're into more self-help and healing and yes i'm so excited thank you for having me of course of course I want to ask you a question. How did you started to become spiritual? When was the moment when you were like, you know what? I want to dive into spirituality. Okay, so this is a good question. I think that there wasn't like a solid moment where I was like, okay, I'm going to be spiritual now. <laughs> you know, um, I think that over time and I want to say during high school, like the last two years, I started to realize like what is like being in the present what is meditation um self-help and i started to read a lot so i want to say this was like when i was like 16 17 years old and i just i don't know i found this stillness where one day i was in my peer mediation class and we would all just meditate together and i was like what is this like this feels so good like i want to stay here forever you know so it was like so magical and then i started to get more into it started reading doing yoga and then yeah it was just kind of like this little journey you know it wasn't like boom one day i just i awakened you know like no it's like over time i started to realize like wow like everything that i think about i can create and yeah so that's a little bit how i got into it and stuff i know you talked about the peer mentoring and i help a lot or whatever the class you had but how was your environment at that time when you decided to become spiritual yes yeah, so basically my household i as a mexican american child you know lots of you know stagnant and toxic behaviors in my family lots of you know screaming gaslighting drug abuse alcoholism and just really really bad ways that my family would cope and it was hard to be honest being able to transition i was surrounded by negativity and just like judgment and kind of like oppressed in my room almost like i had these barriers these walls around me where I would try to cultivate and it's hard. You know, my environment was not very healthy. I was very codependent. I would have to take care of my younger siblings, which I actually have 11 siblings, but I have four younger siblings. So I was basically like the mom at that time, you know, trying to balance school and work. Well, I wasn't working at that time, but I was in sports and just trying to have that self-love. Like, wow, I want to discover myself, but I'm so compiled by all these responsibilities in my toxic environment so that's a little bit of how it was but yeah that's really interesting because they say that your environment shapes who you are but you were able to ignore those negative environment the negative vibes i guess how were you able to do that how were you able to find peace or be authentic to yourself be authentic to what you like while being in that environment while being in a negative environment that people didn't 
pretty much accepted that way of who you are. Right. So being in an environment, I think that the way that I started to cultivate and find leeways out of the bad and just streaming through all of these things that were thrown at me, I found outlets by basically just starting to create more boundaries. I would make sure that my room was somewhere that was sacred for me, that during my practice, I would try to tell my family like, hey, I'm going to be meditating now. Can you please like not come in or taking breaks, taking time to be out of the house. I think that that helped me a lot. Joining clubs, joining sports, connecting with people that had similar mindsets as me and so that I could have an outlet, right? Because it's not easy when you're feeling good and you're like flowing through your day, you know, you're you just had like a really productive or amazing day with your family, your friends or whoever you're with. And then coming home and feeling like everyone is judging you or you're constant screaming or um, your parent is like lying on the floor, just like, hey, can you wake up? Or my siblings haven't eaten. And it's like, whoa, like all of this is being bombarded around me. Like, how do I manage to cope with this right now when I'm trying to like find myself through this life? So it was really hard at first. The first years, I was still very codependent. It took time to be able to create that space for myself. But the most important way is just having that alone time. I think that especially during the pandemic, my family was actually gone a lot of the time because they would travel back and forth to Mexico. So during those sacred times, I would try my very best to find that inner stillness and like connect with myself and understand my emotional traumas, who I am, reading, watching videos of spiritual people who have realized the life that I want to desire, right? So in the midst of all this, I wouldn't take it too personal. I would like observe my family or my mom, my brother, my sisters, and I would just like look at them and not judge them, but just have a very open mind and objectively observe them. Like they're behaving like this because that's the best that they're doing. They're not being bad or wrong. They just are. So as soon as I started to create that attachment, I was like, okay, like my family's like this and I had to accept them and I can't let what they say really hurt me. But in a way, it still triggers you, you know, they're your family, you love them, you want them to accept you. But it's like, okay, there comes a certain point where it's like, all right, if you can't accept me or respect me for who I am, then I'm going to have to distance myself and create barriers. And I love you. But in this time, I need to you know, create my space and create my time. And that doesn't always happen, you know? My siblings will come in or something tragic will happen or, you know, my family will be fighting or I get kind of like whirlwind into this toxic habit. But then I've created the tools and the experience to be able to say, you know what, this is not my place to be saying anything and I'm not the parent, I'm not responsible and... I'm not a victim to my experiences. I can get out of this, right? So I think those are some of the ways and just really trying to set boundaries. I think that's really important and having alone time to feel into yourself. I have a lot of friends that have controlling parents um, and they come to me and they're like, April, I don't know what to do. And I don't know what to tell them because that's not in my experience. But how do you set boundaries when you have controlling parents when they're basically trying to rule your life and you live under the roof so you're like their rules you know that has a pretty big impact especially when your parents are trying to be controlling controlling your life how do you do that how do you have the character the strength to be like okay this is not gonna affect me should i follow the rules should i 
just do whatever I want. Right. Wow. So that's a really good question, to be honest. And it's hard, you know, especially if you're living under the roof, you know, they're basically sustaining you. Right. And it's tough. You definitely have to respect and love your parents. And there's no doubt about that. You know, they brought you into this world. And in a way, I really do believe that we chose our parents. We chose our family in an innate way. But when you are starting to create a life of your own and you realize like, wow, like I'm responsible for whatever I do and this is my life, you know, you have every right to want to live exactly how you want to live, whether that's, you know, what from what you eat or who you're with or what you do, what you want to do or getting out of this role that your family has set for you. It's not easy. So I would say that just start trying to better your relationship with your parents maybe you're very distant or maybe they want to connect with you or maybe not maybe your parents are very you know emotionally immature and you don't know how to approach them i would say that by maybe writing a letter to them or sending them a text or creating a time block where you could tell them exactly how you feel not in a disrespectful way or like bombarding them or gaslighting them being like you know what like i respect you and i love you for everything that you've done for me in my life but i have a say in what i do as well i want to conquer this and i feel like you are bombarding me or you're limiting me and i feel like hurt when i want to do this and you abstain me from it and all of these things right just be honest don't so much be like you are like this you are like that and you are a terrible person like no it's like they're trying their best to their capabilities and they were raised in a certain way where they might not be able to express you or cultivate the tools to meet your needs right there's probably a lot of things that your parents grew up with that they did not bring to this generation right or to your household so be grateful for that and just have compassion for them you know understanding that they're a completely different generation and age is important but just voice yourself be honest and don't hold too much attachment to what their outcome is or how they react or what they're going to say. Just by you being true to yourself and expressing and placing your needs in a loving and respectful way, it will help you to live something. It will help you to release and be like, well, like I finally built that courage to tell my parents like straight up exactly how I want to live because you have every right to. And depending on how old you are, right? Like if you're over 18 or if you're paying for rent or if you're wanting to move out, you know, there's different aspects that can come to this, depending how young or old you are. But just being honest with yourself and coming from a place of love, right? So, yeah, hopefully that is some key ways that you can start. But just hold on and be strong through it all. Having the courage to express yourself to a parent isn't easy. It can be very intimidating, actually. But you are worthy of doing it. I really like that. And I really like that you talked about love instead of like complaining, instead of telling them or like even instead of blaming them without even telling them, instead of blaming them, like come you connect with them with a place of love. Like, OK, they had their own struggles. And even though I may not be as free as I would like to be, they're doing the best they can. And yeah, try to find that. Right. Try to find that authenticity in the midst of chaos in the midst of talking about authenticity 
how do you how do you build authenticity not only in your household but like overall how do you start developing your own character your own personality so before digging into that i also want to touch on the fact that our parents they grew up in a certain way right they have different formats of expressing their love right so you might not feel like you're being seen or heard but try to love your parents how you want to be loved maybe your parents never felt like what it is to like hold them or like cuddle with them start to show them how it is that you want to be loved and yeah i think that that's something beautiful like almost like you're reparenting yourself with your parents right so that kind of ties into being authentic right how you feel most loved is completely different to how you might be loved or my neighbor or my grandparents. It's so unique to yourself. So some really intrinsic ways that I feel like I have been able to be my authentic self is just by being honest. Like how I'm feeling or what I'm thinking is very valid, right? I don't try to push away what I'm feeling or if I have like a negative thought, I'm like, no, 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 like go away. Like I have to be positive all the time. Like, no. That's actually the opposite. Really dig into and get curious on why you're feeling the way you do. Start to journal, maybe write down, meditating and seeing what comes up and just writing all that down can be like a huge tool that you use to start to uplift and not only be authentic in your light, but in your dark. We all have shadows and lights to ourselves and we can't live in either or. It's like that yin and yang, right? You're coming together as a full person and you're balancing. And both of them can help you to cultivate yourself to the highest potential. And some other ways I like to be able to anchor into my authenticity is by being vulnerable. Vulnerability is one of the most underestimated ways of being, I think. So it's really hard having the courage to show yourself in your most weirdest and awkward and your traumas and in your flaws. It's not like, oh yeah, let me just show you all the ways that I messed up, right? It's like, no, you have to build courage. So I would start by slowly starting to open up. Maybe you're not comfortable with telling your friend like, hey, can you like not talk to me so close? Or hey, like I don't like that much physical touch or um, actually I can't stay that long. By starting to say or play small boundaries, you're gonna start to create that courage and that confidence within yourself to be able to make bigger changes in your life and creating huge boundaries that are essential to your being, you know? You can't live in your highest self if you're constantly, like, letting people step all over you or you're living in your shadow because, oh, no, like, I can't upset this person in any way. No, it's not about that person. It's just about who you are and what feels good to you. So that's a really good way, starting slow. And then lastly, I would say just starting to cultivate that alone time for yourself just kind of going back as well to what we were talking about earlier reparenting and creating boundaries you can't really show up as your authentic self if you're constantly with people if you always have to be around your friends or your family and others you won't have that time to really reflect it's like almost like you're constantly distracting yourself or you need stimulation because you don't want to be alone with yourself so by being alone and finding out like, oh, like, what do I like or what are my hobbies or how can I start to feel love within myself and creating those practices, whether that be art or running, meditating, um, being in nature, um, watching 
like funny videos. I don't know. It could be literally anything. As long as it feels right for you and you're able to feel good on your own and find out what your triggers are and what your flaws are so you can show up as your authentic self, that's going to be one of the biggest milestones you can take to be able to show up in the world as you. Wow, I really like that. I've never heard being authentic in your dark. Like, that's really, like, sometimes we praise having, like, be positive, being, like, peaceful, but, like, also, like, praising your shadow, too, like, being friends with your shadow. But to finish off, I want to give you a question. You got to pick between number one and two. And it's like a mysterious question. So which number would you like to pick? I'll pick number two. I feel called number two. Okay. What advice would you give someone your age or someone younger than you? What advice would you give your younger self? Got it. Okay. This is a good question. I like this question. Okay. So what advice would I give my younger self? Um, relax. You're trying your best. You are way, you are thinking way too hard, girl. Like, you need to chill. <laughs> like, you're doing really good. Don't be so hard on yourself. Everything's going to eventually align exactly how it has to. Let it flow. Have fun and enjoy your time in the present moment because it's the only time that exists. Wow, I really love this. Yeah, just give yourself a small little hug. Go back in time to give yourself a hug and understand yourself. That's really nice. Well, Naomi Meraz, where can people find you? Yes, you guys can best connect with me either through Instagram or you can even shoot me a Gmail. Um, I will. My Instagram handle is Naomi, N-A-O-M-I underscore Meraz, M-E-R-A-Z. And then my Gmail is Meras period Naomi with two eyes at gmail.com. So if you guys have any questions or any inquiries or concerns, you can feel free to connect with me. Also, remember to follow Diving Into Your Divinity, where she talks about spirituality, manifesting. So if you want to learn about that, you should definitely follow her. And it was a pleasure having you. It was really a pleasure. I love, love your conversations. I just it's so fluid thank you for that and thank you for being here so remember guys hug yourself hug that crazy chaos of yours hug that chaos of yours <laughs> bye <laughs> thank you <laughs>